everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for on iTunes and Apple Podcasts for download. Remember, you can get in touch with the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com is our email. And, of course, Rich Sports Talk on Twitter. And I've gotten a couple of emails about the biggest story, arguably even outside the sports world, but the Varsity Blue scandal, which for those of you just joining us is the FBI investigation where they found over 50 people involved in this. Basically, the best way I can describe it is in this scheme to get certain people into universities and colleges to play on athletic teams and basically pay to get them on the team so they could go to those universities and including the biggest name right now is that actress that played uh, Aunt Becky in Full House. And the funny thing about her is her kids made YouTube videos saying she didn't even want to go to school, so now she feels must feel really smart about that and have reportedly put over $500,000 to get her girl into school. And I wanted to talk about this because this is such an interesting issue because it involves sports, but it's this is one of those stories that transcends sports, and sports is just part of the narrative. When I was reading into this, I was really surprised because this is just different than the usual sports scandal. When I say a sports scandal, the first thing people and you guys probably thought about was, oh, universities or boosters paying players to make the teams better. Not this one. This one's different. This is using athletics to get kids into high schools, into great schools, into Ivy League schools, into some of the top schools in the country. And I have a unique look at this, and I want to tell you that a lot of this scandal to me, it's more about the parents. Could it be the kids? I I think it's partially the kids who really want to go to these schools, and I can understand that. But I think a lot of this has to do with the parents, and a lot of this is status. And I have a unique view of this because I think why a lot of people are also frustrated with this scandal is... There's only so many scholarships to go around, and they are golden tickets. And now they're looking at this scandal saying, well, people are paying their way to get into these universities by having their kid on an athletic team or supposedly on an athletic team in order to get them in, taking someone's spot that deserves it. To me, when I read this and when I looked at who was involved, to me, it's more about the status. And I have a unique front row view of this, in my opinion, because of where I grew up, how I grew up, and what I've seen. For those of you who don't know, I grew up in New England. I grew up in what's called the Ivy League belt, you know, where you have a lot of great schools in Boston, all the way down to Pennsylvania. I'm really in the heart of great education in this country. Not to say there isn't great education throughout this country, but when you think of the prestigious schools, a lot of people think of Boston, Pennsylvania, New York, basically the New England area. There's a lot of great schools there. And I had a unique situation because I went to a prep school growing up. And I was very lucky to attend that prep school. I was lucky because I worked partially to get into that school and because I worked in the summers to help pay for my education. But I had a front row seat to seeing how competitive parents were about schools. Because in my school, we had small classes, but usually I would say on average three or four kids went to an Ivy League school. And it was a sort of bragging rights for not only the kids, but for the parents. You know, the day after one of them got into Yale, you saw them all wearing the Yale sweatshirts with the Yale bumper sticker. 
And when you talk to people, it's hard because we I think we're conditioned to think this. When you're walking and someone says, oh, my son got into Yale. Unfortunately, most of us, and I've been guilty of this, I will admit. When you hear someone say, well, my son or daughter got into Harvard, Brown, Dartmouth, one of these schools. Your first thought is, wow, the parents did a great job. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the kid did pretty good, too. But your first thing is like, wow, they kept that kid on the straight and arrow. They got them help. They helped them stay focused through 18 years. And they got them into a great school. That's incredible. So I see why people that have money, they have power. People with money are not told no. And schools now are so competitive to get into. And especially if your kid really wants to go to those schools, I've seen it firsthand where I had friends, classmates, who put all their eggs into one school's basket. That is where they wanted to go. And when they didn't get in, it crushed them. They were devastated. It really is extremely hard. And I understand that. And this to me was incredible about how this scandal was orchestrated, where you had coaches and members in the community taking fake test scores to help boost test scores, creating phantom roster spots. And when people, people, one of the most common things I've heard is, oh my God, how did no one notice? How were they able to get away with this? Well, I think part of the thing is what people don't realize is how big college rosters really are. I played Division three baseball. We had a roster of 40, 45 kids, and you could just look at the roster. You knew five kids on that roster were just there because the coach really liked them and that the coach was doing a favor to the parents, and then you had another five kids, five to six kids, who you've just felt, man, they're probably never going to see the field. They're great guys, but you knew they weren't going to play. They were just there. So when people are saying, oh, how did they not know? There are kids on rosters all over this country. There are kids on teams, they never get on the field. They're there for four years, but usually they'll get a scholarship and it pays for it. And I think why there's been a lot of attention on this is because this is the 1% using their advantages to get their kids into school through a program that's designed to help the less fortunate. I want you to think about this. When I think of scholar-athletes, I think of kids that have worked their tails off and have earned the right to go. And usually, most of them, they come from families, middle, lower class. It's expensive to go to school. Even if you get a 60% scholarship, it's huge. I mean, we don't talk about this, but the average cost to school now, all expenses paid is $50,000 a year. That's $200,000 before you even look at grad school. It's incredibly expensive. I've had friends that have come out of school with $190,000 in debt. If you were to say you could play a sport and get in, and athletics can help you get into great schools, there is a great article in Yahoo Sports, I highly, highly, highly recommend you read called Greedy Parents and Soulless Coaches by Pat Ford. And Ford has a great perspective on this because he has kids that have gone to college. And he said that athletics helped his daughter get into a great school. He said he had an oldest son who was brilliant academically, much better than his daughter. 
wanted to get into Stanford, swam a little bit, but really wasn't his end-all, be-all. Didn't get into Stanford. Still got into a good school eventually because he had a great senior year in swimming, and his dad basically said, look, that got him over the hump in was the swimming. Meanwhile, his daughter, who wasn't as academically gifted as the brother, was a phenomenal swimmer and got into Stanford easily. So athletics have become the golden ticket. And I have another unique perspective because part-time, I referee. I see it in football, basketball, and lacrosse. The pressure on these kids, because these parents know, and these kids are looked at as the golden ticket. And athletics, unfortunately, people don't get this. Of all the high school athletes, I think it's under 2% now, get a scholarship to play athletics. It's incredibly difficult. I mean, I really want you to think about it. If there was a high school class of, let's say, 200 kids, two or three might get a full ride to college. Maybe two, another two or three get one of those 60% rides for D2, maybe low-end D1 school. But it's incredibly hard. But the thing is, a lot of these families, they look at scholarships and athletics as the golden ticket. I see the pressure all the time in AAU, in basketball, in football. The pressure that is put on these kids. And I feel bad for the kids. Because you see the kids make a mistake on the field and the parents are just jumping down their throats. And I'm out on the field and I just want to almost give these kids a hug. I'm just like, man, let these kids just play. Enjoy the game. If they're really good, they will earn a scholarship. But sometimes you just have to realize, and I realized this pretty early, I loved playing baseball. I really enjoyed it, and I was decent, but I knew I wasn't going to get a Division I scholarship. I was hoping to maybe at the best get a Division II scholarship. I ended up going to Division Three, didn't get any money. I did get a lot of grants academically, but I didn't get any money to play baseball, and after about a year, I just said, you know what, I, I'm tired of this. You know, I, I want to focus on other things. And for this scandal, I've just been looking at it, and people are just surprised. Well, how could they fit on a team, and why were these coaches going out of their way? A lot of these sports, have you noticed what sports they are? They're not the big sports. They're not usually the big basketball programs. They're not the big football. They're usually a smaller sport, a less popular college sport, which really... The school isn't prioritizing as much. And I know it might sound unfair, but there I I've seen it. There and I know how athletic departments work. There are certain sports that get more attention because of the money and because of the attention it brings to the school. And you have smaller sports that just don't get the attention that the other sports do, and you devote more resources to those schools. I mean those sports. I get it. A lot of these sports, if you notice, they're the smaller sports. They're the ones where they're there. They're part of the culture, but they're not the big sport at the school. So I think that's one reason they can get away with it. And these are the coaches. We get blinded by the giant salaries in football and college basketball. But a lot of these coaches outside of those sports and maybe some college hockey, these coaches aren't making six figures. So when an opportunity came up to make, in some cases, over half a million dollars, to say, hey, put this kid on your team, and even though we'll take a roster spot, you're going to make money, and you can put it on one of those roster spots on those kids that never play. I can see why coaches were tempted by this. I'm not agreeing with it ethically, 
But I can see why these coaches took the risk. And to me, this is just one of those scandals, and I'm just blown away about this. Because usually when we talk about these sports, it's about a corrupt member of an athletic department or it's about paying the players to go there. We have never seen a scandal like this. And it will be interesting because I would love to see if they do more research if this has happened before. I I, I feel like it, it had to at some point, uh, whether it be... I know it happens in sports all the time, where especially at some of the smaller schools, the Division Two, Division Three, a lot of it's more connections. Like you can tell, like certain people that know the coach, their kids get on the team, and, and look, it's you understand it. It's part of the game, and we've seen it all the time in youth sports. But I think why this is getting such a reaction is because of the differences, because of the economics involved in this. Because you look at the ninety-nine percent you know, middle class, lower class, they look at sports as the golden ticket to college, where the upper class in this situation, they looked at sports as a way to get their kid into a school. And to me, it was more about the status. And I I know it's not all about the status. There were probably a couple kids, especially in California, that probably wanted to go to USC, didn't feel they could get into USC. And they needed a little bit of a push to get into there or UCLA because, look, those are popular schools. I get that, and I don't have kids, but I can understand because I've seen it. I've gone through the college process. When you don't get the school you want to go to, it's devastating. You are crushed emotionally, and there's situations where it just doesn't make sense to you why kids didn't get into schools. There's a lot of factors that involve getting into schools. It might not be you. You might be a great candidate for that school, but you're not they're not what you're not what they're looking for. One great example for me was the valedictorian in my class. I won't say his name, but he was a really nice kid. He was a straight A student, took AP math, AP science. The kid was brilliant. I mean, this kid had doctorates for chemical studies and science. I mean, this kid was doing AP courses when he was a freshman in high school. He was the, I've met a lot of smart people, but in terms of just pure knowledge, he was probably the smartest kid I've ever met. He was one of the smartest kids I ever met. And on top of that, he sang acapella. I mean, he had the background outside the academics and at this Ivy League school, he was a triple legacy. His grandparents had gone to the school. His parents had gone to the school. It just seemed like he was the perfect fit, and he didn't get in. And I I could tell he was crushed, but he ended up going to another Ivy League school, and he's done fantastic for himself. But it just shows you that with college, you might have a school you want to go to, but it's just so hard to get in sometimes because they're looking. It's a business. College is education, but it's really a business. And they're looking for pieces to help that business. They're looking for different aspects to help that business. I mean, you look at the money schools bring in now. It's a business. It's an education, but let's be frank, first and foremost, it's it's a business. And people have to understand that. There's economics to it. And one of the arguments I kept hearing from this thing was, well, wait a minute, if you get these kids into school, won't they fail out? It is very difficult to 
completely fail out of a school, especially if you are paying to go to that school. I have seen kids in college at different universities who really should not have been there academically, but they find a way to get you through, whether it's extra projects, because they look at you and you're, if you're, especially if you are paying money to be there, they're going to try to keep you because they want that money. It's a business. I've seen it before. I've seen kids. I'm like, how are you even in this school? I have not seen you get anything above a D in this class, and yet you're you're coming back semester after semester. But it's a business. Once they have you, they want to have you and take that money until you graduate. I mean, the hardest part about school is getting in. It is very difficult to get out of college unless you're trying to get out of college. They will try to keep you. It's very difficult to get in. And I can see why these parents did it. And I understand doing everything for your kids, but there's a certain way about going about it. And I understand why people are outraged because we're looking at the one aspect of college. And people keep saying, what is the lottery in America? For me right now, and for parents of kids, the lottery is getting a Division I scholarship for your kid, getting a full ride to go to school. Because especially now, if your kid is 10, 11 years old now, in seven, eight years, I want you to think about this. For your kid just to go to an undergrad school for a full pay, it's going to be close to a quarter of a million dollars. I want you to think about it. A quarter of a million dollars. Let's say you get a decent job coming out of school. right? Let's say you get a decent job. Fair job. The average salary in America is $50,000, right? You come out making $50,000. And for your loans, you put $5,000 away. That's going to take your whole life to almost pay off the rest of that loan. That's why there's so much pressure on these kids to make it to these Division I schools. And that's why I think you're seeing such an outrage because you're seeing parents saying, Wait a minute, my kid's being denied because some D-list actor is paying off someone to get their kid into a school and play on a sport team and take a roster spot away from my kid potentially and they're never going to play? That's why I think this has become such a big story because not it's basically, once again, the rich and the wealthy getting advantages for their kids that other people can't get. And it's taking away from the lottery that people view that their kids are going to get. Even though, And it really is a lottery. I said it before. It's a 2% chance, usually less than that, your kid, a kid will get a Division I scholarship. An athlete will get a Division I scholarship. So think about that. If you're on a swim team of 100 kids, maybe one or two of them will get a full ride. I mean, does sports help get kids into universities? Absolutely. I gave that great example earlier from that Yahoo article. He's even said, look, my my son was better qualified for Stanford, and he still got into a good school, but swimming put him over the hump, and my daughter got into Stanford easily because she was a great swimmer. Athletics help kids get into school, and it's the biggest lottery in this country right now. That's why you see so much pressure on kids to pick one sport, to be great at one sport, to put all their time and effort into one sport. I mean, I'm seeing kids get specialized at eight years old. My God, when I was eight years old, I was playing five different sports because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I mean, I love just playing sports. 
And to be honest with you, I would get bored. And I think that's why a lot of kids get burned out with sports because it's monotonous. You do the same thing over and over again. You're not looking for, okay, football's over. It's going to basketball. Now it's, okay, football season's over. It's football training. Then it's football spring practice. Then it's summer. I get why these kids are under so much pressure because their parents are looking at sports as the golden ticket. They're looking at the golden ticket. And then this scandal, that golden ticket was being taken away. We will definitely bring you more on this story as it develops. We're still waiting for all the stories to come out, but 50 charged in this scandal. I mean, this is just... This is just incredible. I mean, I've seen scandals in college, but nothing like this before. And we will definitely keep you up to date with all this, especially I suspect more names are probably going to come out. But, man, this was just incredible because just the way this was orchestrated and done, I mean, it was just incredible. And for people surprised that it was able to happen, I can see why it happened. And I can see why these parents really were aggressive because to me more than anything it was a status symbol and I said it before if I was to go up to you and say you know this kid this if I went up to a set of parents and said well their kid's going to Duke or they're going to Brown or they're going to Dartmouth or they're going to Penn you'd say wow those parents are great and then I could go to another kid and another group of parents and say Oh, yeah, they're going to the state school. You know, they had a great year. They're going to play some baseball there. That's why they went there. You'd be like, oh, okay, that's that's nice. No, that's good for them, but, man, it's no, it's not a great elite school. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's how we judge people, and I've seen it before. And I live in a part of the country where the competition academically to get into these premier schools is incredibly high, and the pride is there. I cannot tell you at my school how the parents who got their kids into Ivy League school reacted. I mean, you would see it all the time. They'd be wearing the school. They'd have like 50 bumper stickers on their card. And it'd be like that your friend that became a vegan or found some new religion, they would work it into conversation all the time, even though it had nothing to do with the conversation. And you're just like, can we, can we talk about something else? You know, I, I know your kid for the last three months, you know, you, I, I know he got into that school. You've told me 50,000 times he got into that school. Can we talk about something else? Hey, even the weather, let's talk about the weather. Oh, no, no, no. You know, well, the weather at the school, and I'm just like, oh, my God, change the conversation. I know they got into that school for the last time. But, man, I mean, this is something, and we will keep you up to date with this on Rich Sports Talk. You know, Varsity Blues is what this is being called. No, I will be interested to see if any other big names come out, but so far a couple of these people have already been charged. Uh, I know the actress from Full House and Fuller House, I think they set her bail at a million dollars and she's still appearing in court. And the best part is her daughter apparently doesn't even want to go to the school there. So it really looks like that was a great investment, but that's going to do it. Those are my thoughts on this, why I think it was, why this scandal was able to be done and how these athletic teams in college, they're bigger than people think. I mean, people think, oh, there's 20 kids on a roster. Even for some of the smaller teams, there are kids and there are rosters that are huge, and there's reserves on those rosters. They'll never even see action, but they're a part of the team. So to me, it's not that surprising when you really look at how 
they were able to hide some of these kids because they were one of those deep reserves that you're like, okay, they were probably, they're never going to see the floor anyways. I don't know necessarily why they're here, but, and I think there's just such a great, why this has become such a big issue and why it's become such a big story is because of the class issue with the lower middle class versus the elite and how the elite is using their money to get an advantage and get their kids into school and potentially taking away what I consider right now the biggest lottery in America, which is getting a Division One scholarship and a full ride to go to college. Because think about it, it's basically closer to a quarter of a million dollars to go to a school now. I mean, it might say 35000 but once you pay for all the rooming, the boarding, the expenses that go with it, I mean, it, it would be hard to go to a school now, even a state school, for four years under $150,000. It is extremely expensive. And the biggest problem that a lot of kids my generation, because I'm 28, I understand, and I have a lot of friends that are going through it. I mean, the debt for students is over a trillion dollars. It's a big issue. And I understand why everyone's looking for that magic ticket. And when they hear this story, they're saying, man, those tickets, those golden tickets for opportunity at some of these schools are being taken away by someone undeserving. So that's why I think this has become such a big story. And, of course, we will keep you up to date with all the latest here on Rich Sports Talk and, of course, richsportstalk.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And until next time, I'm Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.